Hello, listeners. Welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritual musings, sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura. Welcome back, dear listeners. It's been a hot minute. It has. And I've had so many people ask me, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I surprisingly my- haven't, but you, really? I suppose you're in communicado with more people directly than I am. Yeah. And just, I just keep saying, you know what? We got some shit going on. It's just. <laughs> there's life happening around us and we've got both of us have got so many commitments and so many things happening and sometimes we just need a breather. Something's got to give. That's it. And there is a fine line between, you know, having this as an enjoyable space for us, uh, letting that flow through to our listeners and always wanting to maintain that rather than it sliding to something to put on the to-do list, don't really feel like doing it, it's a chore. We never want to feel that or sound like that for anybody because, you know, everyone's, you know, putting their time in to listen and we don't want that to feed on through. That's not the vibes we want to be flowing. <laughs> Ab, so freaking lootly. Great point. You know, it's um, how long are we doing this for? It's a lot. How long will we be doing it? Because it's remember. four years. It's before, into before year? the first lockdown. The 2020. So maybe we're in our third year. Yeah. Yeah. We'd be approaching 2020? it. 2020? Yeah. 2021, 2022, mm. 2020. Mm. Well, um, I have some stats for you. Well, numbers rather. Okay. Just some data. Mm-hmm. So we're in our fourth season. Mm-hmm. And in our first season, we did 31 episodes before we went, fuck, we've got to stop for a break. <laughs> and then our second season, we did 21 and went, that'll do. And then our third season, we did 18. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so far in our fourth, oh, in our fourth, we did 24. Mm-hmm. We're in our fifth season. I haven't even written what we've done in our fifth season, but we're okay. up to, uh, so that totals 94. And so today we're doing, we're recording our 95th episode oh, for Turns wow. Out She's Psychic. So that's wow. not including the haunted episodes we did. Can't remember mm-hmm. how many there were there. Um, yeah. Wow. So well, 95. that's exciting. Mm. It's nearly our 100th birthday. Nearly, nearly, <laughs> nearly. Yeah. We started off at a cracking pace. But life was a little bit more simple then. It and, was. Um, and we now have a second podcast with Turns Out She's a Witch. Yeah. So in that third season, I think, you know, we, we mm. doubled the workload. Mm. Which would have taken the. At one stage. Oh, because of Haunted. Haunted. Yeah. yeah. Which we love right. and we adore. It's just, it, there was something that needed to move. Yeah. <laughs> just too time consuming. Do the Everything. Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we've yeah. both got careers that we have, you know. We've got yeah. families and kids yep. and Bloody and four dogs and... between us now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got a new one, you got a new one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, got 
little Loki and Dash and Theo and Bamboo. Yeah. Or Theodore yeah. and Bamboo. Theodore. Yeah. Theodore. He the is big really goof. Theo. He is such a big goof. He's such yeah. a oomph and a yeah. buff head and the um, flounce. He's flouncy. He does. <laughs> he flounces and he's just so cuddly and such a big baby. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. But Love anyway. me a pup. Yeah, I truly had forgotten uh, how much hard work they were, though. Mm. I really had that, oh, puppies are so cute, I want the cuddles, and did not stop to think about the amount of things they chew up or, um, oh, the pee and the poo. And and because Theo is huge, so he's a groodle, so he's a retriever cross poodle, and he was... Um, his dad was like a standard poodle size, so he'll be a big boy, more retriever size. But he's, uh, you know, just when he's standing, he's he can reach up to so many things. Yeah. His head's just everywhere, just like getting into whatever it is he can get into. But <laughs> he's had a fair whack at a couple of my indoor plants and Ooh. anyone who knows me knows my affection for indoor plants. <gasps> so he was Did he get in, in the trouble? Books. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Big trouble. Anyway. Upset mama with that one. Yeah, he did. He did. Anyhow. It he's must still be gorgeous. Yep. Must be a puppy thing because Loki's been attacking my plants out on the front veranda. <laughs> he's like sticking his head in there. He's like, let me at it. <laughs> he's fighting it. <laughs> yeah, he comes out with like leaves and dirt all over his face. Yeah. He's like, what? I didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so cute though. Like you can't you know, be mad for too long because they're just puppies. I know. And Loki couldn't be more opposite than Theo in size. Like Loki is tiny. (laughs) He's like tiny. His little legs are so short Mm. and his face is so little and it's like where even is he? We can't find him half the time because he's like curled up in some little corner hiding. Oh, my goodness. Under a cushion. How are he and Dashi getting on? So much better. Yep. Yeah, was, they, was um, Dashy a little Dash bit, oh, I not, don't know about you. Dash was like, hey, that's my mum. Yeah. <laughs> this is my mum, what are you doing? Like he was really jealous and upset at mm. first, but like not like an angry jealous, more like a sad jealous. Oh, no, like really that's kind even of worse. Solemn. <laughs> I know, I hated it. I was like, oh, no. What? And then I went and got him snipped, so he got his yes. balls chopped off as well, Ooh. the poor thing. He didn't know what Hello. was going on in that week. <laughs> Was like, You're what welcome. are you doing to me? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we try and we try and make sure that he feels not as much. Um. Not like I'm taking more time, but I'm sure he does. Like I'm sure he feels. Um. Like he, if ever I've got like Loki in my hand or my phone in my hand, he will push it away. <laughs> um and like put his like give me a hug put both paws on my shoulders and sort of like stick like eyeball me as if like you will give me attention yeah I'm yours and you're mine <laughs> yeah <laughs> which you know I think out of out of everything that exists on the planet I think Dash has had more focus of mine in the last couple of years than anything or anyone mm. you know and so it must be really difficult for him <laughs> The top dog, yeah. That's so funny that you said that because that's what I call him. I'm like, you're still my top dog. You're yeah. still my number one dog. Aww, that's mm. it. As yeah. long as they anyway, know that. <laughs> that's it, yeah. And I'm sure he feels it. Lots of love. Yeah. So that's us in a that's nutshell. Us. Yeah. 
<laughs> Who knows if, if you like the banter, but <laughs> there we need you to go. do it. Sometimes yeah. it's the only time that you and I get to chat. Yeah, well, absolutely, especially recently. Yeah. That's all good. We're just busy. I mean, there's no massive stuff going on. It's just lots of stuff. Yeah, so mm. much. And yeah. then getting sick as well. Like I just keep getting a cold and got a mm. kidney infection and just shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just getting through. Life, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Life. Ain't it grand? Ain't it grand? But always in the back of my mind was our Chakra series and yeah. not having completed it has always been like, oh, we need to do that. I want to do that. Mm. We've got to keep going with it. So, mm -hmm. so we today we're going to do throat. Back. Throat, yeah, yeah. So the last chakra that we did was the heart and then we did two interviews after that which were really strong. Well, one interview, wasn't it? I've lost count. It's been mm. so long. That was strongly related to heart. Yeah, the ceremonial that's right. cacao. That's right. Yeah. So that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was timely. Worked yes. well. Yeah, yeah. So now we're here with throat. Mm -hmm. So the throat chakra is the fifth chakra mm -hmm. and, you know, as its name suggests, um, it's where your throat is. <laughs> um, but it governs sort of from the clavicle um, up and, and all the way back to the base of the um, skull. It includes your lips, your tongue, the mouth, your teeth. It includes all of that area. Basically, um, up to your nose, sort of like your sinus areas as well. Okay, yep. Um, so um, where should we start? Should we start with when it's fucked up? <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got my I've got my um, Pinterest folder. Okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. So I've got the blocked, balanced and overactive. Yep. So for blocked, it says can't express self or speak out, misunderstood, secretive, and not a good listener. Mm -hmm. For balanced, it says uh, confident expression, clear communicator, creative and diplomatic. And for overactive, it says opinionated, loud, critical, gossipy, yells or talks over others um, and uses harsh words. And yep. did we say the colour? Blue. Blue. Not sure if we said that. Mm. So what do you um, reckon? Well, that, that's spot on. Couldn't have said it better. Oh, it's right. exactly, that's, that's the probably the most accurate one that your Pinterest folder has delivered. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to have liked that card. It's some of the other ones, like the affirmations, I think, that sometimes I can't wait to read them out to see your face. But <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing affirmations in sync membership as well, and it's funny how... Um, over on Saturday, we did, we had our um, half day um, season change event, season sync for spring. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, one of the facilitators was reading out the affirmations. So Beck, shout out. She, she's like, we all know Tracy likes an affirmation that is like authentic. So not one yeah. that is not aligned, not realistic, not honest, not real. Fluffy. It's about yeah, affirmations are great if they're ones that actually are achievable and make sense. Like yeah. it, there's a difference. Absolutely. But anyway, yep. um, 
Yeah. So I know in my past that I have experienced um, waves of or times of um, underactive, like blocked, overactive and um, open and balanced throat chakra. And I think a lot of people will find that their throat chakra is one that they can identify more with. And Mm. maybe if you look back, if you look back in time, especially for us girls that are getting on or boys that are getting on in life, um, we can, we've got sort of more time to look back at our stages of life, like in our teens and our early 20s and 30s and you 40s. Can see patterns. Yeah, you can. And you can sort of see as well in relationships who and um, what brings out certain mm. aspects of that throat chakra. Oh, boy. Yes. It's a lot easier to, to recognize the throat chakra, I feel. And, uh, almost harder to hide from because it's literally it's 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 there you know we hear it we mm. um we feel the wrath of someone's voice we know what we feel like when we yell and we feel out of control or when we yep. name call or when we gossip it's it's much more um visible i guess for us to be able to just go okay well I can it's see obvious. that in that situation, yeah, in that scenario or that situation, in that stage of my life, the people that I was around were really not helping. Like they they brought out the the real kind of the, um, I don't know, the unhealed aspects of me and you could really hear it in my voice. You could hear it in what I was talking about or what I was saying. And even when we hear people talk about themselves a lot, um, where they tell you who they are more so. So not so when they're mm. telling you, what they're talking about themselves, but when they say, oh, I'm the type of person that likes this and um, I would prefer this and I, I like to do this, but it's um, it's them trying to give you the form of who they want you to see them as. So they're trying to tell you who they are mm. rather than you just realising who they are. And it's most often because they've got very low self-esteem and mm. they're not very self-accepting. Um, and so they're not confident in being able to just be who they are and let other people see who they are. Um, so um, quite often when we hear people say, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the type of person, it can feel quite obnoxious and it can feel um, almost to someone who's not um, aware or perhaps um, mature enough in their emotional and mental capacity, it might seem like that person is full of themselves or egotistical when in actual fact it's the complete opposite usually. What about um, the person who's done introspection and is doing it by way of almost realising their own patterns but they just happen to be verbalising them at the same point in time? The way that they say it is usually quite different. Oh, okay. Yeah. They don't really tell you who they are. They, they tell will you what just they talk do, about maybe. it. Oh, okay. Well, they just talk about it or yeah. they it's more of a discussion rather than a one-sided explanation of who Blair. they are and why they um, are. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um mm. and it's usually not just open for grabs you know like it's more of something that happens in an environment where they're around people that they feel that are going to understand um they're Mm. not trying to do it their intention is not to have people have an idea of who they are but more so they're having a discussion with people who they feel comfortable with receiving what they're saying Mm. 
Um, yeah. So the 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 reason, the intention, the cause, the um, the the purpose of it is usually completely different. It's an important and so people, difference because on the on the surface level, it might sound very similar one to the other. Yeah. Yep. Um, and. Yeah, and that's where it comes down to usually someone who's done the introspection and done the work. They won't have those conversations with people unless they're sure Mm. that they're going to understand it Mm. from that level. And, you know, I will talk about my past, you know, obviously I use myself as as the example because that's the most truest, you know, I can't speak for other people. Yeah. Exactly. Um, um, The way that I talk about, it is has got nothing to do with us as an example it's just an example I'm not saying it for me I'm not saying it because I want to talk about yeah yeah, I'm not saying it because I want the conversation to be about me and let's talk about my stuff I'm using it as an example Mm -hmm. for you to be able to see yourself in it or to recognize a pattern in it um, it's to just start that, that discussion, like you were saying. Yeah. So usually, when someone has done the introspection as well, you can tell whether or not they've actually done it by whether or not the conversation comes back to them about them and their story and their vulnerability and their victimhood and all of their stories that they've been telling themselves mm. um, and the way they healed it or whatever, as opposed to when someone says it and then comes to the point of why they said it because it's a teaching moment. Yeah. If they're in the position where you know they get to. They have that oversight. Yeah. No one really, not no one, but we all know that like the the person who sits there and is the reformed whatever is sometimes the most obnoxious person in the room. (laughs) And (laughs) by the same token, you learn um, through sharing stories as well. So there's that so much power in sharing stories. And like you're saying, it's all the, the intent behind it. But on surface level, someone saying, I do this or I am that can sound very similar to be well I've learned this about myself and this is what I tend to do in these situations Mm -hmm. very similar but very different very different yeah Yeah. and you can often tell I mean I don't know whether everybody can but I certainly can when someone's telling me who they are the way that they do it is almost like they're just saying it like it's a script rather than it's thoughtful they're not, yeah. they're, they're just, it's almost like what they say when they meet people as opposed to they're actually in a discussion where they're thinking about what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, I mean. Very choreographed. Very yeah. Very careful and, and meticulous rather than real. Yeah. I, I, well, almost even the opposite where it's just like a, are you really the type of person that is that or are you just saying that, you know, like because mm. if I was to probe a little bit, I bet you you're not. Mm. Um, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to make people feel bad. But, yeah. I mean, the type of person that I am too, like I am obsessed with, always have been communication and understanding human psychology and why people do what they do and why they are the way that they are. So, and I know that I'm different and I read between everything and I see things differently. You have different different get all of, of that. insight. Yeah. Yeah. So I tend to read people before they even speak. Um, and when they speak, it's usually just a confirmation. It's mm. very rare that I'll get shocked with How? what comes out of someone's mouth. So entertaining. 
Sometimes. <laughs> well, no, it's just who it's just what it is. Sometimes it can be. Um, but it's interesting sometimes like how how full of shit people are. It's like people <laughs> just, watching, but on steroids. Hearing, because you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bionic. Yeah. Bionic people watching. <laughs> yeah, it's like That's us so X-Men cool. over here, people watching is a whole new level of game. It's fucking um, scary having a friend like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's interesting, let me tell you. Mm, it but would be. um quite often when you said earlier you said that's um it's quite programmed. Um we you know before I think it was off mic before we pre- press record we were talking about some of the things that have been happening for me lately and you're mm. like wow that's just like deep programming. <laughs> oh um, yes, yep. Yeah. And that's very similar with our throat chakra. So quite often we're told, you know, how many times do you hear, not so much anymore, but maybe when we were young, you would hear it, um, children are to be seen, not heard. Mm. And um, belief systems. Women women and children should not speak up and the man does the speaking and Mm. men do the ordering at the restaurant. And, like, so there's lots of cultural, societal um, throat chakra Mm. based behaviors and patterns that can be quite adopted also with the language barriers with um different um different languages you know when we so many people more than ever countries are so multicultural and so the languages that are just in the suburb that we live in which you which has changed so much in the last 10 years um, but there are people that speak, there's probably about 20 different languages in my street alone. Mm. And so the throat chakra, you know, sometimes there can be, can be programmed fear, but there can also be like, oh, how do you say it? You know, like I, you know, we just had my in-laws here over the weekend and, you know, they've been here for a really long time, but they still speak the strongest you know, it's just like, oh my God, really? Like <laughs> but their their accent is so strong mm. and they still will speak Maltese to each other, like even here mm. and they do at home all the time and it's beautiful. Mm. But like sometimes, you know, Matt's mum will do a sentence that's got half Maltese and half English. Yeah. And I understand it now because I've been around it for so long and I know what the little kind of fillers mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, those those things make a big difference and you know the the confidence in the way that we speak you know Matt's dad was talking to me so he's a journalist and um and a politician from way back and when he um when I was telling him about being back in the magazines now and we were talking about how different it used to be for Mm. him when he used to be in the newspapers and how they used to put a newspaper together as opposed to how they do it by computers and everything now and um he was just saying, you know, we we went through so many different processes back then too, because the way that you the way that you would write would be very different to the way that we write now. We write we we write very generalized and colloquial colloquially, mm-hmm. um, um, and kind of with a lot of um, what's the word like a lot of um we simplify all of our words now as opposed to try and make our words sound really smart and intelligent. Mm. We actually dumb our, for lack of a better way of saying it, we, we, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, we generalize you know, general, no, but like when we shorten, um, yeah. like, <laughs> I can't think of the word. it's like, 
text. We write TXT. It's like one letter short. It's like just write the whole word. Abbreviate. abbreviate that's the word yeah, yeah we mm-hmm. do a, like abbreviation has almost become a lot of our language and mm. so for the older generations now a lot of our slangs and our abbreviations yeah. they don't understand but for it's us much it's everyday more language informal, um <clears throat> especially in media and stuff and exactly. I've really noticed um even you know <laughs> writing show notes and stuff for the podcast is so different of course to the way I write things at work but the way I write at work it gets harder and harder. Like I've never been so practiced as what I do now writing stuff up, but it's so academic and it really stretches Mm. my brain because there's no room to be common or informal or casual or abbreviate. There's, Mm -hmm. and it's really hard. My brain doesn't even want to go there naturally anymore. Yep. I never found it easy to begin with, but (laughs) it's even more difficult. Yeah, and that's really like that's almost exactly the point uh, of, you know, the way that we communicate now is has so much not to do with a lot of our throat chakras really and our healing, but more so what society and the general world is doing. Mm. Um, And so now it's okay for a woman to speak up in society. And so all of a sudden a lot of women, not all of a sudden, but all of a sudden as in the last 20 or 30 years, women have a voice and a platform to be able to speak um, because society says it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like as we start to move up the chakras, they become more visible and more general and more um, more collective as opposed to the root chakra being just about you Mm -hmm. and the sacral being just about you. And the solar plexus being just about you, but starting to really sort of see how that plays out in the world and what the world allows you to be in terms of now it's okay to marry the same sex or now it's okay to say that I identify as a tree or, mm. or like I, I, whatever I am, I am, you know, mm. like, and it's, it's much more acceptable in mainstream to be that. Mm. So it, it's almost like, well, now you have the permission to heal. Mm. You feel safe enough to speak your voice. Yeah. So it's one thing to be able to speak it, but in order to be able to speak it, it's feeling as though you're safe enough to be received in that. Yeah. So quite often the throat chakra, the healing comes en masse. You know, Mm. it'll come within a family unit or come within a sister circle or come within a mother's group or a group of guy friends. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll come with age. It'll come with stage. It'll come with um, situations like deaths of people or illnesses and, um, you know, prognosis and all of, and government shifts and country shifts and um pandemics and wars mm-hmm. and you know like the throat chakra area um it it most of the time most people without sounding general but I, I need to generalize at this point because sure. it's what I see um most people will do a lot of their throat chakra on masks whereas I want to make sure that I bring the point of you don't need to mm-hmm. just like with all the other chakras it is your throat chakra mm. but don't, the invitations there on a group level great way of saying it. However, don't feel that you need to wait for that Mm. and don't feel that you need to do it as a collective. Mm. 
If you want to, great. If it allows you to feel confident and comfortable and safe enough to do it, amazing. I'm not judging it, but I'm just saying you don't need that. You can do it without the collective. You can do it in yourself. And the primary um, or the most important and really pivotal point and part of that is that you speak your truth to yourself. Mm. Because you can be saying who you are to the world and it doesn't matter unless you believe that you are that. So as long as you can look at yourself in the mirror, and this is where my book, Who the Fuck Am I, came from. Mm. Because the question that was resounding that I was saying to myself was, who the fuck am I? Who the fuck are you, Tracy? Who are you? Mm. And it coincided with the first time that I would actually look at myself in the mirror for longer than two seconds because my programming was that if you looked at the self in the mirror that you loved yourself and that that wasn't a good thing. That's the worst thing ever. Exactly. So, you know, one mirror in the house and you, you brush your teeth and you don't look at yourself in the mirror while you're brushing your teeth and you put your makeup on but you don't even make eye contact with yourself while you put your makeup on. Because if you do, this this dreaded fear inside of me of just going, oh, I love myself and I'm so vain, which yes. was my programming as a child, it's just it made me feel sick. So I would avoid it at all cost. It's and huge, so when I it? finally was able to build my blocks from my root chakra and, and, and be able to reprogram myself and re-identify with who I see myself as. Mm, decondition and, all the beliefs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and really just get to know my spirit as it is naked and raw and then meet myself eye to eye, like eye to spirit and just be like, okay, like who are you? Who the fuck are you? Like, come on, let's do this. And so and let's dance. Yeah, and that was a very personal individual on my own. But, I mean, that's how I roll anyway. I don't do anything as a collective. On some level for yourself (laughs) before others. Well, not for everybody. And that's what I'm saying. Mm. You know, like a lot of people will feel that they probably they might have a balanced throat chakra in a collective space. Mm, they might However, be, yeah, yeah. when they come home and they sit with them by themselves, can they still speak that truth to themselves? Do they still feel powerful and confident in being able to speak it to themselves? Do mm. they still believe it about themselves when they're by themselves? Or do they need the collective to be able to have that voice, to have that um, that the support and the, the encouragement and the power behind them to be able to reach that frequency of speech? Mm. You know how like it, yeah. you can, and and it's a perfect example when you think about like if you were to meet someone one on one in the street, and that person was a scary motherfucker, you're not going to start <laughs> mouthing off. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to let them take everything that you've got, and you're just going to keep your mouth shut, and you're just going to see you later, take it, have it all, take my shoes, take my bra, take my hairband, take everything you want just get away. Whereas if you had a hundred really big, strong people behind you, you'd be telling that guy to fuck off. Of course. So different. You're processing so much information there. This dude's huge. I don't have a chance. What's it worth? Take so you have your voice. Want. I don't care. And that's where choice. your voice, your throat chakra has, um, has filter, mm. filter, 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 filter. And mm. so when you're by yourself, do you have a filter that prevents you from speaking your truth? And to you, um, 
Mm. Yeah. And one of the things that I like to ask people or even just it's a statement that I like to make, but it's a question at the same time, I guess, which is, you know, there's a difference between having a like speaking speaking bad to yourself or speaking in a harsh way to yourself mm. having a hard conversation with yourself. Very different. Very different. So can you have a hard conversation with yourself? Can you communicate with yourself without being mean to yourself? And mm. I'm like you are <laughs> and <laughs> I'm learning. It's so funny, I know. Um it's so funny how with all of these chakras it's just like me. We, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's everybody. It's everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there, there is a big difference. And can you, can you sit down and not be afraid to have a hard conversation and realize that it doesn't mean anything about you? Mm. Like don't judge yourself. Just have a hard conversation mm. and do it in a can't knowing that there there is tough love and soft love. And tough love is a hard conversation, but it's still loving and it's still kind. Mm. And not being afraid to say to yourself, you know what, you could be doing better and not be thinking I'm the worst because I'm, I'm worst not doing better yeah. and I'm not enough mm-hmm. when really you know that you didn't do what you're capable of mm. and not ripping yourself a new one because you didn't perform at where you're capable of. Mm. But then also being able to say to yourself, you know what, I had so much going on. Maybe what was required of me was not my best, but just what I needed to do. Yeah. And that's okay too. Yeah. But being like being also in that fine line, which if you've got all of your other chakras aligned and you're being authentic, you're you're not saying that from a point of um conditioned or programming of like um oh it's okay your best is good enough because sometimes your best isn't good enough and you need to learn and you need to grow so that you can be better mm. if you want a different result and you know like I'm harsh you know sometimes being a victim correct mm. you know like a, I, I truly believe that everybody's um reality is of their making whether they believe it or not or like it or to hear it or not but it mm. is um and you know I realize that a lot of people, it, it sort of stretches their mind to to understand that. And it can be a conversation that can ruffle a lot of feathers and cause a lot of triggering. Um, but it is, it is the reality of what life is. And if you, um, you know, if you, if you really want to do the work, you, you have to do all the work, not just the fun stuff. It's the honest work. That's it. And, you know, with who the fuck am I and the authenticity triad, um, the method that is inside of that book, that is why the voice is the third, you know. So it is the the head or the ego, the spirit and the heart and the heart or and the voice, you know, mm-hmm. because how often you can be so spiritually um, well-practiced and, you know, you can be so heart-centered, but then when it comes to being able to speak that, your voice says, it betrays you or it doesn't reflect what's going on inside of you or it doesn't honour what's going on inside of you or it doesn't defend what's going on inside of you or it doesn't, it's not the best spokesperson and it's like people need to really understand how much their voice lets them down. Mm. So if you experience um, like, everyone knows that listens because it's a listening platform, like an audio platform, but I am constantly losing my voice. I'm constantly, my voice changes all the freaking time. (laughs) 
And this is not the reflection of a blocked or an overactive or an unbalanced throat chakra. It's the reflection of a throat chakra because that is continually doing the work. I am yeah. always doing the work, always deeper and deeper because I will never be done until I die mm-hmm. in this lifetime. So this physical human body is always going to reflect that work. Mm. It's always recalibrating. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it's doing. It's retuning and it's finding a different frequency and then it won't stay there for too long because I'm always doing more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to always do more and more yeah. and more. That's you. Yeah. Mm. but. There is a difference. It's just like, okay, if you hear this, for some people you hear it and I I will hear it. It's the sound of recalibration. It's the sound of, wow, you have just done some work. Mm. And it excites me and, and I get really excited for people that I can hear that in. And then other people, you know, they're constantly clearing their throat or they're, they're like lip smacking mm. or, you know, they're um, clenching their lip jaw. Smacking. What's lip smacking? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like um, a, um, yeah. Um, but what's that indicative of? Uh, blocked. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then you've got the people who are quite mouthy and opinionated. And I used to be all of the, all of the whole um, kind of like mm. spam. We're um, all on the spectrum, yeah, at any given point in time and mood and whatever mm-hmm. we're going through. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But usually the ones that have the overactive or like extremely loud throat chakras, um, they've got the deepest work to do mm. um, in terms of they, they're in their fight mode. Mm, um, and so fronting. Yeah, they've got to go all the way down to their throat chakra, uh, down to their root chakra, and they've got to really do the work. A lot of the time when people are quiet, um, they're stuck in their heart chakra and their solar plexus um, and maybe even a little bit further down, but they they their work will be much more um, easy, not easy, um, I guess um, lighter for them to look at, whereas people that are the loudest are, it's scary to look at it. They don't want to look at it. They're mm. really far from being able to accept that they need to look at something. Really good at disguising it perhaps. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're just they're they're oh, they've look. done so much to be able to um, defend it and avoid it and keep it buried. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So even like mouth sores, teeth, tongue sores, um, they can all be indicative of those things. You know, like when um, my iron when I got diagnosed with the MS and it was that misdiagnosis and my iron was so low you know I was nearly dying and my mouth was an absolute mess like I had my mouth was cut on either side for about four months and like I couldn't open my mouth without it re like reopening the sores like splitting my tongue had sores all down both sides of it um my gums would bleed um, I had a tooth removed at that point and, you know, I had so much going on, um, and it was extremely intense, but I had, I was going through something extremely intense at the same time spiritually. Um, so, you know, we also get to the point where if you're not doing the inner work coinciding with the physical symptoms of a blocked throat chakra, um, then that's when um, aggressive type things that you can't come back from like throat cancer and esophageal cancer 
mouth cancer, tongue cancer, um, those kinds of things really, really will flare, you know. And I even had TMJ where I jaw, mm-hmm. where I tore my jaw off basically and just disjointed. And, you know, like I was in a world of pain, but at the same time there were all things that I could recover from. Um, because I was doing, but you couldn't ignore. Deep, deep, yeah, exactly. It's there, <laughs> mm, and it's, to it's very it. freaking obvious. Yeah, mm. it's like a detox, you know. Like it's, it's all coming out. It's coming out, and my throat chakra was one of my biggest, one of my biggest things that I had to align. You know, it it wasn't so much that I had to do the work on it. I had to align it with yeah, all the work that in. I was doing, and not be afraid of what that what other people would receive that as. Um. Or just accepting that they will receive it however they want. Where they're at. Yeah. yeah. And that there was nothing that your, I could do about it. Yeah. None yeah. of your, yeah, concern. Yeah. So <laughs> waste of energy and, to be concerned with it. And that's one of the biggest things for people with their throat chakra. It's the fear of the judgment of what they say. Absolutely. It's huge. Because once you've said it, you've said it. You can't unsay it. Yeah. You can't unhear things that people say. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah. Um, so some of the things that you can do for the throat chakra, um, you know, humming is a really great one to be able to help bring it into um, just a coherent level. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be authentic, but it will be coherent to what else is going on. Um, and the throat chakra mantra sound is hum. Um, so you go hum and that will, you want to feel it drop into your throat, but it will vibrate in the back of your mouth. Um, and you can do like, um, scales like singers do. So, um, V, 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 V along the scale, la, 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 la. Um, you can do all of those mouth exercises (laughs) and sound exercises and really just kind of, um, exercise the vocal cords to go in a way that you want them to yeah, um, and Get just them be moving. present with them. Yeah, mm. and be present with them and deliberate and conscious with them and connect with them and and almost like train it like you would train your foot as a as a kicking a ball or as a dancer dancing, um, you know, or, you know, it's, it's just conditioning, I guess, yep. is probably the better word. Um, but also there's lots of... Um, uh, so the throat chakra is also the center of um, communication, but it's also the center for like what we consume. So what we like swallow, what we swallow down. Mm-hmm. So you have to think about the foods that you eat. So if you've got um, issues with your throat chakra or you're trying to bring your throat chakra into an alignment and coherence with the rest of the work, with where you're at and recalibrate it, you want to think about having things like teas and honey. Um whiskey mm. <laughs> rum well, all right, um, then. things that really kind of warm up the the throat area mm. <clears throat> um you want to think about co- coconut is also a really good one for the throat chakra really um so coconut water um lemon mm. is also great um so i drink lemon water every morning um warm lemon water um, and that does lots of things, but it's really great for the throat. So just think about like the things that you would do if you had a sore throat. Yeah. Honey, honey and lemon and teas. And comforted and uh-huh. nourish it. Yeah. But do them from chilled perspectives as, as well. And just when you're, when you're having it, you know, be deliberate and conscious 
yeah. about having it and then set the intention behind it to just really do some work on that throat chakra. Intention's key, isn't it? Yeah. Otherwise and, it's just an opportunity lost. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna say some affirmations, which again, which is is very powerful, you know, um, for the throat chakra. Um, but you've got to be really careful what you say. Um, Why don't you tell us yours rather than me reading the ones that you probably don't no, like? Go for it. No, I want you to tell me what they are. I so I can to. like rip them to pieces. Joking. So healing affirmations for throat chakra. I hear and speak the truth. I am open and honest in my communication. I am expressing myself with clear intent. I live an authentic life. I have to look at your face for that one. What I have to say is valuable to others. That's that's them. Yeah. And they I actually really like them, but they are dangerous if it's not where you're at. Like you're that's there's a lot of assumptions in there that you actually are authentic, that you do have actually something intelligent to say. Mm. Um, that you know, there's a lot of assumption behind there that you are self-aware. Mm. For healing affirmations, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of the time your point of view or your level of awareness is not a healed level. And so if you're telling yourself that it is. Mm-hmm. then you're not really going to grow. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It does. It just, yeah, where where you're coming from and where anyone's at at any given point in time. Yeah. So, I suppose but, that's why, yeah, some people might get confused when they're thinking, oh. <laughs> It can I be limiting. Think. Yeah. Yeah, it can be limiting if you're saying, like, um, I speak the truth. Mm. It's like, well, are you sure it's the truth? Be careful mm. that you say that you're affirming that I speak the truth when is it really the truth? Mm. Just be careful because it might not be. It might be your truth or it might be the truth that you're choosing to believe. So before you go and affirm it, be really careful because what we say is the spokesperson to the universe. So what I vibrate at is, is sending the signal to the universe. So no matter what I say, I could say I'm fine to you, mm. but the universe knows I'm not. And so the universe is going to give me back, not fine. You're yeah. going to give me back, I'm fine, but the universe isn't. It's so like if you're getting, it is. So you've got to be really careful what you affirm. That's mm-hmm. why affirmations, I'm so touchy about them because you can be putting out so much, so much stuff that's going to derail you and what you want to. yeah absolutely and m- I'm gonna put it out there and say that I reckon 90% of the time 90% of the people are doing that <sighs> so harsh Tracy I'm telling you and that's why people's lives are the way they are mm-hmm. if people can get their heads around don't be so afraid of what the truth is speak it and it will move. Speak if you the can, truth. If you can speak the truth, no matter how scary it is, just mm. speak it and it will move. It will evolve. Yep. Don't speak it and it won't evolve. I and think so you'll keep getting the same result. Yeah. I think that's an important thing that you just brought up is it's normal for it to move and it will move. So when people speak their truth, 
sometimes I feel, and I know I certainly have thought, well, this is um, definitive or this is diagnostic. If I say I'm one thing or this is one thing, then that's how it is. It's not open to change or evolve, but that's incorrect. We're all evolving. It all moves. And the sooner we accept that, the easier it is, I feel, the easier it has been for me to accept the statement you've changed. (laughs) Yeah. There'd be something wrong if I haven't changed. You know what I mean? Like rather than going the second that you speak your truth, you don't have, you know, please don't think that it is how it always should be or need to be or has to be. It's just in this moment, this is my truth. Yeah. And that's that first affirmation, I speak the truth. A better affirmation would be I speak my awareness of truth. Yeah. Or I speak my truth and don't say it if it's not your truth. Don't say that affirmation. Mm. Just don't. Just leave it out and keep a mental note or an emotional note and a self-awareness and be conscious about what you're doing and set an intention to find out what your truth is if you want to be able to speak my truth. Find out what it is. and Find out what it is. Yeah. That's a good concept. That's the Mm. point of it. You know, like... I don't want to know fully who I am. Like, who the fuck am I? I just want to, I want to ask, I don't want to, and, and I don't say who the fuck am I am anymore because I'm not angry about the fact that I didn't know who I was anymore and I'm not mm. confronted with it. But I, every single day, ask myself who I am today. Yeah. And who do I want to be by the end of the day? Mm. I don't ever, like, I know who I am, but I don't know, I I. I meet myself at where I am rather yeah. than know who I am definitively. That's exactly I don't ever right. want to know who yeah. I am definitively. I don't ever think I will be able to know who I am definitively. I agree. I would like to say I'm an ever-evolving being. Mm-hmm. And that is super accurate, you know, and yeah. so that would be a great affirmation. So the the I question accept. itself is who, you know, when people say, who are you? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Who are you? Well, today? Yeah. <laughs> right here, right now, right now, I am. Right yeah. now, I'm hangry. <laughs> yeah. Right here, right now, my name is Tracy. Yeah. And right here, right now, I am doing this. And yeah. it is what it is right here, right now. Mm. And committed and really you know, happy to evolve. And but I wasn't always. Well, that's it. But you are further along than, not that it's, you know, measurable to others, but you mm. are doing things that other people are nowhere near doing and might never do in this lifetime. Mm. Yeah, and I think the but same that's... can be said for everyone. We're all doing things mm-hmm. on our own path. Yeah. And then yeah. there's the collective, which is beautiful yeah. because, you know, yeah. that's why so many people, that's why so many things are happening in, in terms of change so rapidly. It feels like it's rapid mm. um, and it is rapid in the scheme of things. Yeah, yeah, it's still got a long time to go, but um, it's because there is the collective frequency because we are all part of one. It levels and, out. Yeah, and the oneness is becoming more aware of itself. Like so the pieces inside of the oneness are becoming more aware of its oneness. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, and <laughs> I'd love to see some <laughs> listeners' faces right now. Hang on a minute. I want to listen back to that. <laughs> Can everyone please listen to this at like half speed as well, oh please? Oh, my goodness. Go back and listen to it at half speed. Um, but one thing that I want to say too is that he's off on a little bit of a, on a completely different side note, but it's completely relevant, um, is that as a medium, one of the greatest gifts that I believe being a medium gives back to me <clears throat> like the in all of the I do believe that that what I do has a level of sacrifice that I have chosen to accept and and that I feel blessed to be given that opportunity to sacrifice but one of the gifts that I receive being a medium is that I get the gift of speaking truth for other people mm. and what it has given me, though, is this deep appreciation and trust that I would rather myself speak my truth while I'm alive than it potentially never, ever be heard. Because there are so many people who have passed whose stories and truth will never, ever, ever, ever be known. Mm. And so what was the whole fucking point? Mm. What's the point? Lost opportunities. So in my lifetime, no matter who it is and when it is, like, and, and I'm specifically mindfully right now thinking of my children, um, that as age appropriate, like as soon as it is age appropriate and they are emotionally and mentally um, intelligent enough to receive it, they have and will continue to know who their mother is at her level of awareness at all times. Yeah, because they get the benefit of the insight of seeing how you are responding to your levels of insight and it's not on them. Well, but I believe that they, that they, for every other person that exists on the planet, my children are my children for a reason and our souls need to see each other. Yeah. And so if if anyone that's a human is going to know me, it damn well will be my three children. Yeah. And if for anything, it is for both of us. So it is Absolutely. not just for me yeah. and Tracy, yeah. it's for my soul, mm. but it's also for their evolution because mm. if I had, and I don't know all of my parents' truths, and I don't think that I ever will. How many people can say that they do? Correct. Mm. And we don't necessarily need to, mm. but I am going to mm. be very conscious and deliberate and intentional about doing that um, because I think that, well, I know, but I also think that um, the more we know about our parents and who we choose, um, the more we know about ourselves easier. So there's ease, there's ease and grace that comes to my children in me being as self-aware as I can be and mm. sharing that awareness with them. Mm -hmm. It gives them ease and grace. Makes sense. Because they don't have to figure them. it out. That's yes. right. I love that. Yeah. So they can get further along mm -hmm. faster mm. um, and 
you know, it's not a race, but at the same time, divine, like time is all we have. It's what you can gift them to. It's within your response, not responsibility. Yeah. Responsibility. Mm. It's within your power to, to give that gift. I think so. And time is everything. Yeah. And so if I can give them the gift of time Mm. in self-awareness, so if they spend less time figuring out who they are and why they are who they are Mm. and how they are who they are. Because they're less conditioned by all your stuff. They can spend more time figuring more out. They can spend more time going further faster within their own evolution and experiencing more and yeah. It is about more. It is about how deep you can go in time. At least given the opportunity to, you know, you've done everything within your power to give them that opportunity. Like mm. any individual, it's up, up to everyone to take it or receive it and do with it what they will. But at mm. least you have done everything within your control to do that, to help mm. that. And I do, th- like I, I'm aware that it's different, like it's a different way of parenting. Yeah. Um, And it's can be it's not for me but it can be confronting mm. um and it can come with a lot of self-judgment I don't have that you've done um, the I, work though yeah well yeah but I and and I think I had it in a different way which I don't have anymore and here's some throat chakra stuff for you <laughs> you know like um I I I hate cooking I hate cleaning and I don't know that these are stereotypical gender stereotypical type roles but from a mother perspective, I hated being a stay-at-home mum. Mm-hmm. I hated doing all of those things. What I loved and I hated creative play and I I mm-hmm. hated doing all the things that what I see a lot of mothers, um, and I'm just speaking from the mother as I know a mother to be in mm-hmm. my my situation and my dynamic. In your experience. In my experience. Um what I see a lot of mothers enjoy or bend over backwards trying to enjoy or trying to do or trying to achieve or trying to succeed at or just trying to just do and survive. Trying is trying. the word there, trying. I, I, I really, really, really honestly disliked and mm. stopped trying mm. Because it was hurting me. It was like really, really, really like throwing the biggest, darkest blanket over my spirit. Mm. And when I finally realized and accepted and honored um, that my best, the, the best way that I could parent and mother and where I was maternal was from a spiritual perspective. Mm. Oh my God my relationship with myself as a mother and what a mother meant completely changed. Mm. My, my, the way that I parent and mother completely changed and everything settled. You know, our family settled into this ease and this flow. And you this, know yourself. Yeah. And, yeah. and there was no resistance anymore. Mm. It just was what it was and it has stayed what it is. Mm. Um, and my children know without a doubt where I am there for them and how I am there for them. And it is solid and it is, it is so firm and it is not going anywhere. Yeah. Very much so. Mm, For a parent, what more could you want? Yeah. But they also know where from the stereotypical point of view, where I am most certainly not there and not dependable. Yeah. And 
that's well, that's, that's not mine as much as it is yours yeah. yeah but it's society's too you know oh, like yeah it's I've, everyone's yeah yep I've stepped away from what is mainstream or typical mm. of what parenting and mothering looks like yeah and well, I've what just, we're told it should look like yeah yeah yep. and and what the examples are around us yeah um and I've sat back and and I've just made certain that my priorities and what I feel is most important from a spiritual and a soul and a heart perspective and at its at its most would be evolution and time so with those two at the very top with I want my children you know and this is the this is a mothering thing and a parent thing I want the best for my children yeah and that's a human thing mm. um I want the best for my children but the best in my eyes, is that they love themselves mm. and that they accept themselves and that they are aware of who they are and they're not afraid of it and mm-hmm. that they see that having hard conversations with yourself is not a bad thing. Mm. Just be honest with yourself no matter whether that is ugly or beautiful or hard or sad or joyful. Just be real and and you're doing it how you're supposed to do it yeah Yeah. Brene calls them courageous conversations yeah beautiful love it that's it and have them with yourself before you have them with other people Mm -hmm. you know just really figure out how to do that with yourself and it is so fucking liberating Mm. and to me that is one of the greatest gifts that I can give my children as their mother is just to have those courageous conversations with themselves from a spiritual perspective perspective because that's who I am and where I come from yeah um and I do know that in other areas I lack but that's only by comparison Mm. you know like I don't teach my children how to cook and I don't teach them how to clean and I don't teach them how to do certain things but those things aren't priorities to me they're priorities to someone else society yeah yeah and staying in your own lane too yeah so in my home there's harmony Mm-hmm. in in our family it's beautiful like mm-hmm. and, and we love it mm-hmm. you know and and that is how I parent and you know that's a hard conversation to have it's not a hard conversation for me to have but it it's a hard con- confronting it can especially because there is so much um so much that's loaded around the word mom mm-hmm. and mother and all of that you know, but we each parent in our own way and mine is spiritually yeah. as a mum. And the sooner you figure that out for yourself. Yeah, and what that is. And, That's where to and, start. Yeah, and realising that that is one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself too hmm. because no. one of my roles is mother. Yeah. And how do I identify as a mum and really just loving how I identify as a mum. How you mum. Yeah, how I do it and what it means to me. And it doesn't, like, what mum means to me is very different. You know, like, we had Father's Day yesterday here in Australia and, um, you know, I rang my grandfather and said happy Grandfather's Day, um, but I don't speak to my parents mm-hmm. currently. And so I, the idea of what a father is 
if I was to take that as a condition, it's like, well, that's certainly not what my grandfather is. It's not what my father-in-law is. And it's not what my husband is. And it's not what a lot of the fathers that I have in my life are. Mm-hmm. So being mindful of how what we adopt of what other people's roles are and without being conscious about what it is and choosing what it means for you. Mm-hmm. You know, what a mother is, I'm not my mum. I don't mum the way that my mum does and neither does any other mum in my life mm-hmm. that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. And if I was to say that that's what a mum is, yeah, you know, like so identifying the roles and speaking your truth about what the roles are and being mindful with your affirmations in terms of just be mindful about what you're saying because is what you're saying really the truth? And if it's not the truth or it's not fully evolved, don't say it. Mm-hmm. You know, figure out a way to work on getting to a point where you can say it if you really want to. Um, but be very mindful about where your voice betrays you, where your voice, your voice is your spokesperson. Does your spokesperson really represent what's going on inside of you? And don't be afraid to let it speak what it needs to say, regardless of what it is. Just mm. just speak it. But obviously speak it in a place where you feel safe and that it's going to be held and it's going to be heard. Yeah. And respecting those around you that are going to hear it. And my number one thing with that is that you've got a better chance of finding a place where it will land if you can speak it to yourself and you let it land safely in you. Mm. If you can hold it for yourself and create a safe space to speak your truth, you will find that your external world will suck to show you people and places and opportunities to also let it land safely. Yeah. Don't wait for it. Don't wait to say it to yourself, you know, for the fact that there isn't a safe space to say it externally. Mm. Mm. Does that make sense? Perfect. Let's get on to the crystals. Okay. Help us support the th- throat chakra. My two favourite, blue lace agate mm. and blue kyanite. Yep. They're my two favorite throat chakra. Kyanite, I feel, is more of a evolved throat chakra. Crystal power stone. It is. Mm -hmm. Um, But when it shows itself to you, you know that you're onto some serious alignment and coherence with your throat chakra. It is one of my favorite crystals. Same. Um, mm, Um. and blue lace agate is just a really great general all-rounder. It vibrates really subtly, but with so much unconditional love and angelic love. And um, it's just a real beautiful, solid, certain, sure, dependable crystal. Um, that um, if you can, and it's quite readily available and affordable it's as well. Pretty. It's beautiful. So a great thing to do is to get a blue lace agate pendant and wear it around your neck, so around your throat chakra, um, or blue lace agate earrings um, and have them sort of around that area so that the vibration can subtly support you as you're speaking your truth. So at work, at family conversations, you know, in mother's groups or friends groups, wherever you feel that you just want some extra support, Mm. that you can be intentional and deliberate about having that that friend in that crystal with you, um, it really helps. I thought you were going to say lapis lazuli in that too. No. Lapis is far more third eye chakra mm. um, and being able to communicate from your throat chakra from a spiritual perspective. Mm. So what we've talked most about today is speaking from the human aspect and yeah. the real yeah. kind Quite of. Right. Yeah, yeah. nitty gritty. The healing, the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. yeah. 
the grounded aspect as opposed to being able to speak from your higher self. Makes sense. Yep. Yep. And what about something like turquoise? Yeah, I like turquoise. Um, turquoise is, um, turquoise and I have a funny relationship. Mm. Um, but funny, funny, ha ha. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not funny, ha ha. <laughs> funny, funny. Um, funny, like, um, when I was growing up, I was surrounded by people who were tur- turquoise people, people who yeah, would okay. speak their truth that I found, um, I felt intimidated by. Mm-hmm. The turquoise is one of those crystals that appears and I immediately revert back to little intimidated mm, Tracy. Like a trigger. Mm, it is. It's very mm, interesting. interesting. Um, so I find turquoise to be a crystal that is um, one of the ones that I will identify, and this is a personal thing, so I don't want everyone to just blanketly take this, but I identify it with speaking loudly, speaking your truth loudly and wanting to be almost in the spotlight while you speak your truth and wanting people to hear you and to be an authority, but almost from a level of self-importance. If you were to have it or that's what you associate it with, because sometimes it's good to, if you're feeling a little bit, for lack of a better word, shy, it might be good to use that to help you. Correct you know, bolster your confidence, which is where Mm -hmm. I see people use it. I've certainly used it for that too. Yeah. And my other favourite is um, aquamarine. Love aquamarine. Yeah. Yeah. But basically any crystals that are blue um, have got the oceany, bluey, greeny, sea greeny colours as well and that helps Mm. you speak from the heart. And the flow and the fluidity. and Yeah, that's it. Mm. So crystals are great for the throat chakra. uh, and you can also um, put some under your pillow, blue lace agate under your pillow or even under your mattress or under your bed, um, mm-hmm. and it helps um, It helps you uh, speak your truth in your dreams. So it helps you mm-hmm. be self-aware in your dreams or be able to have the tough conversations with yourself in your dreams because sometimes, you know, sometimes people are more inclined to listen when they dream it over and over again or to believe it or to feel like they're being guided as opposed to it's like an inspired or a spontaneous thing rather than, oh, I had to think myself to be able to speak this truth. It rather was shown to me. It happens. Yeah. So we might hear it. We might hear people say it or we might hear a voice in our dream or we might hear ourselves say it. Yeah. so that's a nice little tip too. It's also really great for kids mm. um, to like if they're feeling like they've got a lack of confidence in being able to speak up, they've mm. got a bully or they're a bit nervous about doing a speech at school um, or a presentation, um, blue lace agate or blue crystals, aquamarine, it's beautiful for them to have that. Turquoise, it's Turquoise beautiful for be them good. to have yeah. it to feel to feel confident and just give them yeah. that little bit of a best, a little bit of a boost. Little best buddy in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. A little palm stone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yikes. Well, we came back with a vengeance, didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) If there's anyone still out there, we hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, And we miss you. We do. We do. Also, go and get yourself a copy of Woman's Day this week because I'm in it. Your girl's back. Yeah. Officially, officially employed now on payroll with the publishers. Yeah. So I'll let you know when 
each yep. one comes out, but yeah, it's going to be quite Throw regular. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and don't forget the sync memberships out there too. Lots yes, of yes, yes. so much amazing stuff happening in there. We do lots of moon rituals, and every Monday now we do a, a vibe check and set, which is a revamp of Raise Your Vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so every Monday morning with me, um, we get the week set, we get it, we get it checked, we get it set, we get it ready to go. Mm. Um, we start the week with a weekly affirmation. Um, we do a chakra tune up, we do some box breathing and we just really just get our vibe up for a Monday morning. So instead of Monday itis, it's Tracy-isms um, <laughs> and we get going and it's so much fun. Um, yeah. So go and check that out, spiritincorporating.com.au. Um, and yeah, go and have a look at the Patreon as well. Mm. Check out the Patreon. Yeah. And we'll check it out too. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. We welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or Tracy. And we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on Insta at turnsout underscore she's psychic. Bye-bye. Bye.